0: Online and worldwide. It's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B. Here's Sean Kelly.
1: How goes it? Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report, a special one here from the Greenbrier in West Virginia as the New Orleans Saints. Hit the practice field for the first time today. Hi again, everybody. With John DeShazer, I'm Sean Kelly. Welcome into the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. We've got a great show for you today. More about that lineup in a moment. But uh, here, John, as we record our podcast today, practice is now done, at least for the morning session, and uh, all seems right in the world after finally getting everybody out there to watch them kind of do the routine that we've come to know under Sean
2: Payton for some time. Well, I mean, they got a lot of constructive work done, which was the big thing, and that was one of the main reasons that uh, the Saints cited for coming to the Greenbrier. The, the cooler temperatures would allow you to get more work done, and uh, certainly, it certainly seemed to agree with the players. Drew Brees said that he felt like they could have gone an extra 200 plays this morning. So, you know, from, from a leg standpoint and a recovery standpoint, and, you know, Curtis Lofton, the linebacker, said he might have dropped two pounds of, uh, in weight instead of, eight pounds, uh, instead of 10 pounds in liquid weight. From that standpoint, it seems like everything is, is all go. Yeah, no, player after player, as you mentioned, talked about the conditions
1: here today, and and actually they're going to improve when we get into uh, next week when temperatures will be uh, in the low 70s for a high. So certainly that was a common theme about today's practice. There was some injury news that Coach Payton passed along. I guess we should pass that along as well as maybe you have uh, heard about it or not heard about it, depending on when you're listening to this podcast.
2: Yeah, safety Jarris Byrd was placed on the uh, active PUP list. That means he can't practice with the team. He can do work over on the sidelines, individual work. However, um, from what we saw of his individualized works today, he'll be back on the field, as Coach Payton said, sooner than later. I expect him to – I can't put a timetable on it, but he, was, he looked really, really well. Uh, probably did more work over there, actually, than he might have done in team drills today, to be honest with you. And uh, wide receiver Kenny Stills had to leave practice a little bit early, had a tight right quad. It's a, a, a little bit of a tweak that he's had before. Uh, he had it when he was working out at home in San Diego. Tweaked it again here at practice. Don't expect it to be, be too detrimental to him.
1: As far as the, uh, the rhythm of the day, a lot of things look familiar. Um, and I thought, and, and a couple of the guys touched on it, I thought the guys looked pretty sharp for the first day of practice, going through their skeletons, 11-on-11, 11 11, albeit all this is without shoulder pads and, and, and pants with pads. I mean, it's helmets and shorts today and there, I guess you put an asterisk next to that when you talk
2: about the success of the practice? Well, you do, but, but here's what you can do, and again, attributable to the weather. Um, Zach Shreve mentioned that these guys mentally weren't as fatigued because if, if you're dog tired, you're just not as sharp mentally. And uh, so for a lot of them, they were saying, you know, you could concentrate more on your technique as opposed to how tired you are and how you're trying to battle through it. And I think that made a huge difference to them. All right, the lineup for the day is as follows.
1: It's pretty strong. Of course, uh, Zach Streif will join us today as we spoke to him after practice. Bubba Watson, two-time Masters champ, Zurich Classic champ, uh, is here and was at practice today. He was gracious enough to sit down one-on-one with us for you on the Black and Blue Report. And then, of course, we've got some basketball to talk about. Yesterday, John, as we know, Jimmer Fredette was officially announced as a new member of the New Orleans Pelicans. We'll have our first visit with him on today's program. All right, before we get to Zach Strieff and our first time out here on this edition of the Black and Blue Report, give me the highlights for you during practice today. Did you have a play of the day? Was there somebody that maybe stuck out to you through the uh, about
2: 95-minute workout? Well, easily a play of the day for me, and I think you are agreeable to this. Uh, uh, Drew Brees, deep pass to Brandon Cooks, uh, was inside the defensive back, and uh, the ball was high toward the goal line, maybe about a 45, 50-yard pass. Uh, Brandon Cooks, who's maybe 5'10", goes up high, leaps and grabs the football, comes down with it safely. Uh, You know he's got the speed. You know, you don't know if he has that kind of ability, ability, but, you know, making plays like that, even even in shorts and, and helmets, you know, that's going to give Drew Brees more confidence in him. Coach Payton said, you know, usually, you know, guys that's of that stature, balls down the field, you question whether they have the ball skills to go up and get it over their shoulders. He showed he has that ability. No doubt, you and I are in agreement on that. That was my favorite play of the day, for sure.
1: All right, Jimmer Fredette, Bubba Watson, and Zach Streep up next here on the Black and Blue Report from Greenbrier.
3: There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300, with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole, a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport-Bossier City to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana, it's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase.
1: Our coverage continues from Green Ryer here on the Black and Blue Report. And one of my favorites to stop by here on day one, that's Zach Streif. And, well, uh, you and I were just talking about the weather. This is a pretty good start to training camp, huh?
4: Yeah, it's, uh, it's beautiful here. I mean, the, it's, I can't imagine a more, like, pit, picturesque setting. Um, you know, it's not only is the is – it's beautiful here. The hills are beautiful, but the weather's perfect. I mean, you can't ask for anything better than this. And, um, but, you know, the whole deal has
1: been been really nice so far. We've gone, I think, in the NFL from this let's have hot, let's have two-a-days, this toughen everybody up to more let's have optimum conditions. I'm sure that's good news for you guys.
4: Yeah, I think obviously there's been a, I think just a lot more understanding of what the effects of some of those things have on, on guys physically. Um, and really, you know, I think it's important to learn to you train smarter, you know, and let's use the the knowledge that we have in terms of how bodies recover and right. to optimize, you know, how you're feeling because ultimately, it's not about how you're doing right now. It's how you're doing in week 20, you know, and hopefully you're in the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, I think th- this is a, is a much better start, a much better foundation to your season. You can still work your butt off here and yet not go into the season dragging.
1: I know it's just helmets and shorts, but what stuck out for
4: you the first day here? Um, uh, first of all, I think we're way ahead in terms of the the playbook, where we're at with the offense, with the defense. I mean, I don't recall an MA today. Usually that first day is kind of, you know, it's, it can be a mess a little bit, you know, young guys and new guys, and I think we're really ahead of schedule uh, mentally. Um, and I think this weather's going to help with that too. You know, it's a heat index of 110. It's tough to think. It just is. And uh, – so I think uh, that, that's really kind of the standout today. I think guys are in good shape, but I think mentally we're really ahead of the game. Give me an
1: idea of where things are with your group, the offensive line. You know, it's nice to have Goodwin back and, and everything else, but it seems like there are still some question marks that, that could be answered here in August. Yeah, of
4: course, and there always is. I mean, at the end of the day, I think there's always perception that there's positions locked up, and yet it's a competition every day. Mm-hmm. And And I know that, you know, as an organization – you really want one of those young guys to step up and take a role, you know? I mean, it's it's ultimately, you know, better for, for everyone. And so there's competition. I think everyone feels like they got to earn their, their jobs. Um, and yet again, I think specifically with the offensive line, I think we're way ahead of the game compared to where we were last year on just the understanding of, of what we want to do with the offense, what's,
1: you know, what are we trying to accomplish on every play? I think we're ahead of the game. Does some of it have to do with the fact that we're not talking about Sean Payton's return? We're not talking about a new defensive coordinator? Well it's
4: certainly nice to kind of not have any of those distractions, Um, I think especially coming out here you can really eliminate a lot of kind of the noise, even being away from New Orleans where you can have other things come up and you're close to you know people and people can can ask some more of you, you know you're kind of unavailable here and so all those distractions add up, you know, um, I think a lot of it is just it's not none of it's new this year. It's all what we were last year. is complete continuity in the coaching staff, and that goes a long way, you know, kind of knowing where you're at. Good to see you, have a great camp. Thanks, man, it's good yep. to see you too.
1: Zach Streep with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Of course, a big piece of the uh, offensive line puzzle, stalwart, a regular. Good to talk to him here on today's show. Hey, when we come back here at the Greenbrier in West Virginia, we'll talk with two-time Masters champion Bubba Watson. He was at practice today, we'll do so next.
2: In New Orleans, food is more than a passion. It's a tradition, and Zatarain's has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarain's has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. We're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarain's, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans.
1: Back here on the Black and Blue Report, we continue from the Greenbrier in West Virginia during Saints training camp, and you never know who's going to stop by a training camp. It sure seems to be that way under head coach Sean Payton, and sure enough, we get a special one today. and. It's nice to say hello to two-time Masters champion and Zurich Classic champion, by the way, Bubba Watson. Good to see you, my friend.
5: Yeah, good to see you, man. Thanks. It's a little early this morning, but it's fine.
1: It is, but, you know, it's funny. Uh, I thought it was early, too, but yet fans beat us here to practice, which was pretty impressive at the hotel this morning, finding Saints fans uh, not only from the Gulf South, but from Virginia and everywhere. It's, it's kind of surprising, to say the least.
5: Yeah, it is. You know, I, I parked out front here at the, faci- at the practice facility, and i uh, all the cameras were flashing, and then they're like, oh, who's that guy? And so, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny seeing the guys here this morning. And, um, but it's good, though. It's good to see that they have, uh, they have a connection all over the, uh, the country there.
1: You've somewhat found a home here at the Greenbrier, haven't you?
5: Yeah, I built a home here, a couple, moved in a couple months ago, and um, – looking forward to it here. It's perfect weather. It's kind of why the, the football team's up here to uh, practice in some uh, better temperatures, I guess.
1: What about for a professional golfer? I know they have a PGA Tour event here, obviously, every year in early July, but was there a moment for you that said, hey, I need to have a house here? Well, when you, when you look at um, getting out of the heat of Florida, uh, when you look at just uh, going
5: up closer where tournaments are up here a little bit north, um, and four golf courses, four perfect golf courses, great fishing, great hunting, um, You know, there's a lot to do here, Um, and now with the football, how would you not want to be here and uh, support the team? Tell me about connections you've made with the football team. How has that evolved? You know, when you – the closest – I'm from Pensacola, Florida, so the closest team was uh, driving distance was the Saints. And so watching the Saints growing up, uh, pulling for the Saints, um, you know, then Drew Brees, meeting Drew Brees, um, caddied for him in an event. Um, He yelled at me. I'll put that out there. He yelled at me. I thought he was a nice guy until he yelled at me, but obviously I did wrong. I gave him the wrong club, and so uh, it's my fault. But, um, you know, meeting some of the guys on the team, um, I think it's Benjamin Watson, you know, went to Georgia. Um, good last name He's has. So, um, you know, meeting him now, uh, meeting some of the other players. Champ Bailey went to Georgia. So uh, meeting some of, the, some of the guys, it's fun. And, and be associated with the team. I didn't play football growing up because I was too, uh, too scared, but, um, but it's cool being here with the, uh, some of these guys.
1: You mentioned caddying for Drew, and there's a lot of times I watch him, and I say to myself, well, how did he do that? How does he swing a golf club, by the way?
5: He's actually pretty good. You know, he's an athlete. He can, he can play multiple sports. But, um, yeah, he, he thinks he's a lot better than he really is, but he's pretty good. You know, I'll give it to him. He's one of the top football players. He's got to be uh, one of the top golfers out of the football community there.
1: All right, so I, I understand you were a, a participant or maybe a spectator, better yet, at the uh, Sean Payton conditioning test for his football team. What did you think of that process?
5: That was unbelievable. I mean, to see these grown men as big as they are, um, I guess battle. I know it's their first day back, but battle and um, try to make it through five minutes or or, or some guys three minutes. But um, to see that was pretty amazing and. Uh, you know, they wanted me to do it, but Sean was like, no, nah, you better not do it. Let's just uh, let's let you play golf, and you just sit back and watch. And so uh, seeing that, you know, um, that, was, uh, that was a tough stuff watching that uh, yesterday, but um, obviously I'm glad I didn't do it.
1: You're kind of a self-taught golfer. Are you a self-taught trainer as well, or do you kind of pick up things as you see different professional athletes go through their process?
5: Yes, you always pick up different things. You watch how people um, – Live their life. You watch how people interact with their family. You watch how people interact with their teammates. Um, you're, you're always learning. You're always you're always trying to learn from the best. And um, when you get here to and watch the uh, every guy on, all, right here, all 90 guys here, um, you know, in the Saints facility, it's um, it's obviously you can learn from all of them. You can see what kind of upbringing they've been brought up. Um, you can learn from them. You can see how they work out their their hard work, their dedication, their the way they, they cheered yesterday um, during that competition. When you watched. Um, Guys struggling. I'm not going to point out any names, but guys struggling. Maybe the coach was struggling, but uh, you know everybody was clapping, everybody was cheering, everybody on. There was not one person trying to be better than the other guy. They were all they were all a team coming together, and that was that was pretty uh, pretty neat to watch. Since I'm just an individual golfer, so uh, for us that's uh, that was cool to see.
1: You're a team sport guy though, too. Someone told me that you weren't a bad little left-handed pitcher at one time. Is that what is that right?
5: I wasn't I wasn't that bad, but you know it's one of those things where I don't like um, I don't like umpires referees. Can change the game so i chose golf because we all have the same we all have the same penalties when we hit it out of bounds it's the same penalty for everybody we hit it in the water same penalty so uh, so i chose golf real fast where i could just walk and play my sport
1: <laughs> you, you make it sound easy I, I about pull my hair out every time i go take a round
5: well as, as you um, as you get older you learn that you're going to hit bad shots and so you just gotta you gotta uh, take it easy i guess
1: you seem to be a little bit of a different man and i think some of this comes probably from maturity after your second masters championship have you, have you had enough time since then to kind of look back and say, yeah, that's, that's probably the case? Right. I, I think that in, in, in life in general, you, you go
5: through uh, moments where you think you're the man and um, you're only like 20 years old. And so uh, when you grow up, you, you, you find out what really means the most in your life. And, and adopted my child, um, having my wife adopted my child in 2012, the week before the Masters when I won my first one, and then winning my second one it was all about inspiration and how can I inspire kids from my, my old schools. And so I went back and, and tried to help out my old schools and um, try to inspire, you know, because family is what means the most. And so, um, you know, that's what I learned yesterday about these teams. You know, it was a family. It was 90 guys pulling each other on as a family. And um, so for me, that's what means the most. Winning the green jacket is great. It's great for, for me personally, but for my family, it's about me going home and, and taking care of my son and my, and my wife the right way.
1: Bubba Watson with us here on the Black and Blue Report. When you watch practice today, is there a particular position group that intrigues you that you might want to take your eye to?
5: Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like baseball. You know, you want to be the general, and so uh, watching Drew Brees, uh, I think I can throw the football a little bit. Obviously not as good as any of these guys here, but, um, you know, growing up, you always think you're a, a star, and so uh, pitching, throwing the football, um, playing the different sports, you think you're good. And so watching the general, watching uh, Drew Brees uh, pass the ball around, and then watching some of these wide receivers, and then... Who doesn't want to watch, uh, we'll say, tight end Graham? Um, you know, watching him, it, he's, a, he's a stud just when you meet him. When you shake his hand, he almost hurt my hand yesterday. So um, it's cool seeing some of, these, some of these guys run around the field.
1: Bubba, I'd be uh, remiss if I didn't ask you about the rest of the season on the tour. Any dates that you've got circled, any of the events that you really want to focus in on before it's all said and done? Yeah, we have,
5: um, you know, next week I go to Akron for the, the PGA, uh, and the PGA is the week after, and so on. Um, the Ryder Cup's coming up. I've never won the Ryder Cup. Um, I'm guaranteed a spot on the Ryder Cup, as long as I'm healthy. and um, So I'd love to win. Um, it's overseas this year, so it's going to be tough, but um, I would love to win a Ryder Cup before my career ends. And um, Being a part of the Ryder Cup is, is my team event, so I'm, I'm learning from these guys this week about team. But um, you know the Ryder Cup would be very special to win, to have that on my mantle that I've won one would be great.
1: It's good to uh, visit with you for sure. Uh, Doug Miller, our director of uh, public relations for the uh, New Orleans Saints, under he uh, he tells me that he was able to hang with you for a little bit the other day on the golf course. You know, it's funny we always talk about the score that I shot that day, but we don't. I don't know if we know his
5: number. You know, I, I'm not sure how high up it went. I'm not sure if we can count that high, but um, but he 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 did. He he held his own. He um. We had fun. We just talked about the Saints the whole time and about football. I was asking a bunch of questions. He probably got tired of my questions. He wanted to talk about golf and I wanted to talk about football. So um, we hit it off good. And then, um, But yeah, I don't know what he shot. I think he left that score out. I'll say it.
1: 82, by the way, which I'll take in a second. In a second a Greenbrier. Uh, one thing that doesn't treat me, I'll ask you about your game and the future of it. You two played, I think, a round of 18. And what Doug said was two hours and 40 minutes. I think that most Folks who like to play on the weekend would love to be able to tell their wives they could get around it round in two hours and 40 minutes. Um, with regard to the health of the game and everything else, I know that TaylorMade and a few others have tried to make some modifications. But if rounds could be played that quick, would, would the sport, I guess, gain some more traction than maybe it's lost here in the last couple of years?
5: You know, I, I think that the, the people say that it's lost traction, but I think economy is what, what helped it lose a little bit, you know. Um, hard to keep maintaining golf courses the right way. People have, they want to get their jobs and make money instead of go uh, vacation and stuff, so um, you know, I, I think that the game is where it needs to be. Um, I see that slow play obviously is a problem on our tour. You know, five hours is a long time for fans to watch, And um, but when you but when you look at it as a, as a group, it should be about family time. And if your whole family's out there, if your mom – my mom didn't play the sport, but my mom just walked around with me and my dad and my sister. and um, So we spent time. It didn't matter if it was five hours or two hours. It was family time together. It wasn't like you were away from your family playing golf. It was all of us together. And so that's the way we have to sell it, and that's the way we have to look at it. It was all about family time for me. and. Um, and then I just happened to be decent at it as I got older.
1: <laughs> Decent's a understatement, to say the least. All right, so that's your sport and a change that you'd like to see. I'll let you be commissioner of the NFL for one day. What change would you like to see in the National Football League, if any? Uh, change I would like to see. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a very tough sport to uh,
5: to judge. But I would say um, let's make it more exciting. I think we gotta we got to change the uh, overtimes. I think overtimes should be uh, maybe start at the 40-yard line and, um, and do what they do in college and let people – Let's see some passes, let's don't see coin toss that can change the game. Let's see that that people get their two chances to score and if they tie, we keep going and it's like a shootout and we just keep going and um, I just think that'd be better for fans. Don't let the coin decide it, let let somebody try to score from the 40-yard line, and then let somebody try to score from the other 40-yard line and, and have fun with it.
1: You're in touch, aren't you?
5: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've, I've watched enough.
1: <laughs> well, thanks again for the visit. I hope that you enjoy your time with the, uh, with the Saints here at the Greenbrier. We're certainly enjoying your uh, home away from home here.
5: Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
1: Bubba Watson, Masters Champion, with us on the Black and Blue Report. More after this.
6: At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana with more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region. Even our kids only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866 Auctioner to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind.
0: Chicks dig the long ball.
3: Gordon, right of the
1: key, crossover dribble, to the top of the key, shoots, off the glass and in, he was fouled and it's a possible three-point play. Now, back to the Black and Blue Report. Back here on the Black and Blue Report as we continue our coverage at Saints Training Camp in West Virginia. We don't want to forget about the NBA and a little NBA talk today is a good conversation with one of the newest Pelicans, that's Jimmer Fredette, who joins us here on the Black and Blue Report for the first time. Jimmer, good morning. Welcome to the New Orleans Pelicans, my friend.
7: Hey, thanks for having me on, and I'm excited to be a part of the organization.
1: You became official yesterday. How much of New Orleans do you know?
7: Well, we were out there uh, the last couple of days uh, just kind of checking it out, and some of the guys um, from the organization have taken us around So, to, to look at different areas and just look at the city and get to know a little bit, and... Uh, it's a great city. It has a lot of character to it. Um, you know, I really have enjoyed it, and uh, the people down here are just uh, exceptional. You know, they've all been very, very nice to myself and my wife, and uh, we had a great experience. So uh, we're excited to come back down.
1: Jimmer Fredette was the 10th uh, overall pick in 2011 by the Bucks, and then sent off to the Sacramento Kings. Of course, many basketball fans remember his standout career. At BYU, hey Jimmer, what was what was your reaction and the reaction of your wife when you found out that you were becoming a New Orleans Pelican?
7: You know, we were excited about the opportunity. Uh, you know, the biggest thing for me is I was trying to find a, an organization, a team that that wanted me to be on the team and wanted me to be a part of their culture, and um, you know that's what the Pelicans provided for me. And uh, you know, I'm very very excited about this. Uh, I talked to Coach Williams a lot, and uh, he's excited for me to be on the team and things I can provide, uh, some scoring and, and some, you know, some, uh, instant offense and things off the bench. And, um, you know, I'm really excited to to hopefully be able to fit into that role and be able to really help this team, uh, get to where we want to go. I think that we have a great young core group of guys here. And, um, you know, I've heard the, from many different guys like Ryan Anderson and Tyreek, who I know a little bit that, uh, all the guys on the team really like each other and, uh, Play for each other, which is the type of team that I wanted to be a part of. So, I'm um, very excited about the opportunity.
1: Jim, recharacterize your time in Sacramento for me. What what went right? What what would you like to see different here in New Orleans?
7: You know, I, I had some uh, gr- great experience in Sacramento. You know, there was a lot of ups and ups and downs there. Um, but the biggest thing is that I think I got better as a basketball player there. Um, I progressed every single day and I continue to work hard whether I was playing or I wasn't and, uh, and I think you know my mental uh, aspect of the game has gotten better because uh, I did have to go through some, some ups and some downs but you just gotta keep pushing forward and know that uh, you know the the next day and the next game is coming so you gotta be prepared for it whether you're playing or you're not and uh, so I think I, I prepare for the game very well um, now because of my time in Sacramento and uh, I think that you know, it'll help me out coming into a new team. But uh, I hope to be a part of the regular rotation here in New Orleans. That's, that's uh, my, uh, my uh, opportunity I think I have here, and I just have to continue to work hard and hopefully uh, I'll be able to do that here.
1: Coach Williams always seems to want to remind me that most young players in the league need probably almost three years to kind of hit their stride. Uh, Jimmer, when you have a career like you did at BYU – um, is it hard to be patient through those first couple of runs in the NBA?
7: You know, it's difficult just because you're a competitive person and you want to be out there playing. Uh, you want to be able to go out and help the team. Uh, so because of that, you know, it can be difficult. But like I said, you just you got to control the things that you can control. And, uh, you know, if I wasn't playing, I could still control my mindset and I could control how hard I was working in practice and uh in my individual workouts to get better still um you know nba the nba is all about opportunity. and uh if i can you know get an opportunity i think i can go out there and and show that i can play and be a very productive player in this league and um uh, that's what i hope to be able to do here so you know a lot of guys don't go come into the nba right away like coach Williams was saying and all of a sudden star on their team you know it takes a, a little bit of time process, a process learning curve and uh you know, I think I've been able to be, get through that, and I'm I'm ready to go now.
1: Jimmer Fodette, newest New Orleans Pelicans on the uh, Black and Blue Report with us here today. Hey, Jimmer, I know you can shoot, but when I describe your game on the radio this upcoming season, give me something that I don't know about you yet in your game.
7: You know, I think I can can make plays. Um, you know, on the offensive end, as far as uh, distributing the basketball as well. I think that's something that sometimes uh, gets overlooked. I'm able to you know, get into the paint and drive and draw a couple defenders and then find the open man. Um, you know, I like to be able to do that as well um, just by playing point guard. Most of my, my career I have uh, been able to do that, and, you know, when I see double, double teams or whatever it is, uh, I think I'm able to find the open man. So hopefully my playmaking ability is something that people can see as well.
1: When you, uh, when you looked at the New Orleans roster, what jumped out at you?
7: Um, we have a a good young core of guys, you know, with Anthony Davis and Drew Holliday and Tyreek Evans and, and Ryan Anderson, uh, you know, all these guys that are, are young in their career, but they're playing really good basketball right now. Um, so I think that, you know, last year, obviously, they were really plagued with injuries, uh, which was unfortunate. Um, but hopefully this year, we'll have better health, health problems, and uh, we'll be able to you know, have a full season with everybody playing, and I think if we do that, we could have a, a really good year, and I'm excited about it.
1: All right, Jimmer, give me the lowdown on your uh, on your personal life here, without getting too personal. What else do you like to do?
7: <laughs> well, I, I'm married uh, right now with uh, my, my my wife's name's Whitney, and uh, we have a dog, a golden retriever named George. So that's pretty much the the crew that I hang out with, <laughs> and uh, we just kind of. You know, we're pretty easygoing people. We like, you know, watching movies. I like playing tennis. I'm pretty into that. Um, you know, we just kind of go out for, for walks or for hikes. We live in Colorado in off-season, so there's a lot of, of outdoor things that we can do that we like to do out here. But um, pretty pretty easygoing people. We're really into food. We love food, so I think it's the perfect place for us to be um, with all the food that is around here, so, I mean, around New Orleans. So I'm excited uh, to be able to check out all the places.
1: Well, I tell you what, you and Ryan Anderson are going to do some damage, aren't you? He is a total. Yes, I've
7: actually gone to dinner with Ryan uh, the previous year. He brought me to Emerald, and uh, we had like he knew everybody in the whole restaurant. Went back in the you know in the back room. He had the chef bringing out all of us stuff and everything. So I can tell that he uh, runs the food scene out there. So I'm excited to be able to get to some places with him.
1: There's no doubt. And, I, and I, I remember telling Ryan, too, when he first came to us, I said, Ryan, you could probably try a different restaurant in New Orleans every day that you're off this season and you still won't hit them all. So you've got your work cut out for you, Jimmer.
7: Yeah, no, for sure. I know that just by driving around. There's, there's tons of restaurants and everyone's saying that they're all good. So that's one thing I'm very excited about.
1: All right, so now you've been introduced and, uh, and you've done your first black and blue report, which I'm sure is a total highlight of your summer. Um, but I'm curious as to what the rest <laughs> of your summer looks like before I see you uh, probably in September.
7: Um, you know, not too much. We're here in Colorado here for a little bit. and We just have a family vacation that we've had planned uh, going to Hawaii. So we're going to go there for a little bit in August. And then right after that, I'll be out uh, to New Orleans uh, getting ready to go. And uh, being being in the being in the gym with the guys and the coaches, and and uh, being able to you know learn the system, learn new things, and getting ready for the season. So that's kind of what we have planned. But uh, you know, I'll enjoy these last couple weeks before we get back to New Orleans and get things busy.
1: Well, congratulations! I really appreciate the uh, the time you've given us here today, and uh, wish you all the best and enjoy Hawaii. It's a great place.
7: Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. So thanks, a lot, son. We'll talk to you soon.
1: All right, Jimmer Fredette with us. Pelicans guard will be in the fold this fall when Monty Williams gets ready to open camp up at the uh, training facility in Metairie. All right, we'll be back to uh, wrap up today's program here on the Black and Blue Report after a quick timeout.
5: Smoothie King asks, what's your purpose?
6: My name is Trish, and I want more balance in my life. I feel like all I do is rush from one place to the next and end up grabbing a burger along the way. And then I feel guilty, and I start thinking, I need to spend an hour on the elliptical. But I don't have time. (sighs) I want to eat better. I want to feel better. That's my purpose.
3: We can blend that. Find your balance with the new Greek yogurt smoothies naturally powered by Chobani. Find pleasure in your purpose at Smoothie King. There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300 with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Welcome back
0: to the Black and Blue Report.
1: Well, a lot of fun here at the Greenbrier at Saints Camp today, and a special thanks to our guests today. It was great talking to Bubba Watson for sure, Zach Strieff too, and of course getting to know Jimmer Fredette a little bit. John and Sean back with you here for our final segment of today's podcast. Don't forget, you can always get this Black and Blue Report a number of different ways, available for free on iTunes, and of course available on the Saints app and the Pelicans app, and on your desktop too at neworleanssaints.com and Pelicans.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at John DeShazer and at Sean Kelly Live. Okay, so the Black and Blue Report returns on Monday, but ongoing coverage, John, that we'll have for folks all weekend long, including later on this Friday at NewOrleansSaints.com and on the Saints app. As far as the Saints schedule goes the rest of today, what are we looking at, a recovery time for sure, but also an afternoon walkthrough.
2: Yeah, afternoon walkthrough, and I think the main thing is uh, Sunday when you will have your first padded practice. Uh, that obviously is what everyone's interested in now. You know, we don't know what the weather's going to be like. It's, you know, there's forecast for rain this weekend, so that might, you know, hinder things maybe. I don't know exactly. But uh, certainly that's what we're looking for as much as anything.
1: All right. Uh, any takeaways
2: today that we forgot about earlier in the show? I think that's pretty much covered it. I mean, uh, everything looked pretty, pretty sharp. Um, you know, again, the players raved about the weather conditions, and, and the more work you can get done, you know, the better you feel physically and mentally. So, you know, it seems like they're getting the work done that they came here to do. You know, the one thing we didn't touch upon was Jimmy Graham, and that was his first opportunity, I think, to talk publicly about
1: his offseason and what it was like to be back here today.
2: Yeah, he, um, you know, being as honest as Jimmy is, uh, extremely happy to be back with his teammates. Uh, At one point, you know, wondered whether he would be back, but, uh, you know, had some good counsel from uh, former Saints linebacker John Vilma. Uh, God's telling him, look, be ready, uh, be in shape. Uh, you know, that's this is the way these things go. He spoke to Drew Brees several times. Drew Brees said he spoke to him. So everyone kind of kept his head in, in, the, in the game, and he came back in phenomenal shape, uh, had the best time during the conditioning drills and, and looked like he hadn't missed a beat.
1: Yeah, he looked good today. There's no doubt. Really, the Saints did look good today, and it sure did look good just to watch football here. All right, again, we'll see you back here on Monday for the Black and Blue Report. Don't forget ongoing coverage. Of course, across the Saints social media platforms, the desktop at Saints.com, and, of course, on your mobile device 24-7 on the Saints app. And John and I will look forward to seeing you via those outlets throughout the weekend. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. Hope you have a great weekend. We miss you all as we're up here at camp, but we're certainly connected to you in so many different ways. All right, thanks again to our guests today, and our thanks to you for listening. And until Monday on this program, the Black and Blue Report, Sean Kelly saying so long for just a while.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.